Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tay Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, it is Friday. We got a lot of NBA basketball to talk about. It's Memorial Day weekend. And first, I want to start with the best basketball player on the planet. You told us this earlier in the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo and your Milwaukee Bucks up 3-0 over the Miami Heat, the team that went to the finals last year. I feel good, BJ. I feel good about the Bucks right now. Yeah, the Bucks are playing like a team right now that they're very confident. And they're very confident in this, you know, from this perspective. They know they can beat this team. And when you go out there and play and, and express that level of confidence, right? They won at home. And now they went into Miami and they went down there and played very confident. Mm-hmm. They shot the ball the way they conducted their business. And they're doing now what championship caliber teams do. They're conducting business trips. So this is great for them. I think a lot of things that happened in the bubble, as you and I talked on, and we watched the bubble from a year ago, and we covered the NBA playoffs last year in the bubble. The bubble experience is a totally different experience now. Mm-hmm. And you can see the way the coaches are coaching is different. You can see the way their players are playing on the road. And the shooting is a lot different on the road as it compares to what you saw in the bubble. So give Milwaukee credit. I think Drew Holiday has been a terrific addition for them. Um, P.J. Tucker is another player that I think has allowed them to play the game with a certain level of physicality to be able to play against players like Jimmy Butler, for instance. And they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. And one thing I do like what they're doing is you know, Brooke Lopez, they're starting to utilize him again in the post. Mm-hmm. I think Biggs, you know, Brooke Lopez was an all-star playing through the post. And I know he's evolved. His game has stretched all the way to the three-point line. But I think if the big fella can continue to, to be a presence down there from the low post area, it allows him to play with a level of spacing that's necessary if you're going to get to the, you know, to the final phase of this championship run, which is playing in the NBA Finals. So they look great right now. I I know it's the first round, but, you know, we'll take it because there were a lot of question marks before this series began. Absolutely. And I think Kenny Smith did a great job last night at halftime talking about the difference between last year's team in the bubble and what we're seeing now. And he said last year there was about one and a half initiators that you had with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, it was Giannis who he knew who was going to initiate. And then it was Middleton, who obviously was the de facto guy, but he was sort of late in the shot clock situations. But now with Drew Holiday, 19 and 12 in this past game, he is able to get all these other guys involved. And then if it's not Drew, it's Giannis. If it's not Giannis, it's Chris Middleton. So now we have three. We went from one and a half to three, and that's all because of what Holiday's been able to bring to this offense. So in general, I think that has been the big difference with the Bucs, and it's also great to see because last year, Miami was walling Giannis. They looked very stagnant. They looked almost helpless at times, and now they look like a fluid offense again, and uh, I think it's exciting if you're a Bucs fan. Well, I mean, shout out to Kenny Smith. That's a great observation, and as you know, Tate, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, you and I talk about that all the time. You have to have multiple ball handlers to initiate your offense as the pressure begins to build from the opposing team. And that puts so much pressure on Giannis because he has to do so much. He has to be an initiator sometime. Yes, he has to be um, a rebounder, a shot blocker, their best defender. He has to do a lot. And by the way, he has to go get 30 points a night in order for this team to maximize his potential. And then with the addition of Drew Holiday, that's been phenomenal to be able to delegate some of that responsibility as far as ball handling duties so that Giannis 
has the versatility to move around the court as the game sees fit. So, mm-hmm. you know, Drew Holiday has been phenomenal. He's been terrific. Uh, we, we've always known he's been a, a, an excellent, a, a better than average defender uh, against multiple players. You know, he can guard bigger players. He can smaller players. He's just a terrific ball handler. I mean, a t- terrific defender. He has the size, strength, foot speed. So uh, they looked great in the first three games. So the most difficult game is obviously the one that they have to have now. They got to close this team out so they can get ready for the next round. And um, Miami, they have a very difficult task now because the next time they're they're on vacation and they're done. <laughs> and you go all of a sudden you go from the NBA finals to actually maybe getting swept the next year. Yep. And that's the NBA for you, and that's how it works. And um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating, I mean, even with the Bucks, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo, unfortunately, goes down in this game. Apparently, he's out for the playoffs, so they lose their fifth starter. So that's sure. something to watch there with the Bucs, uh, just moving forward. But you mentioned the Heat. They go from the top of the mountain. Everyone is giving Heat culture, you know, a round of applause, saying how great they are, how amazing they are. There's conversations about James Harden. They say that, you know, Tyler Hero's untouchable. Um, that we, how much of that is true, we, we understand it's all headlines. But at a point in time, you know, that's where the Heat were. And like you said, now they're back to the drawing board. So that's fascinating. We know Pat Riley's going to figure it out. He's going to make some moves probably to, to get this team back to where they were before. But that'll be a separate conversation. I want to talk about the defending champs, BJ, because last night, Game 3, LeBron James' first playoff game in Staples Center. I, I will say that again. The first playoff game he had in Staples Center as a Laker, even though he has won a championship for the Los Angeles Lakers, that'll never happen again uh, in, in the NBA. Uh, so that's something that was historical. But the, the last night, the Suns looked young, and uh, the Lakers looked like they were the champs again, and uh, they were able to get this one and uh, go up 2-1 in this series. Well, you know, I, when it's the playoffs and you play, you, you don't make any excuses. And I certainly don't want to make an excuse here, but Clearly, to me, Chris Paul isn't healthy. Yes. Okay? And it's not to take away anything from the Lakers. Don't take away mm -hmm. anything what the Lakers have done. The Lakers have made a – they've made terrific adjustments led by LeBron James and give their coaching staff credit, give the players credit, you know, that after game one, you know, everyone was like talking, you know, Sweet. My, 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 <laughs> there were some people that were saying sweet. Included. You know, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, this doesn't look, I, uh, Tate, I was like, oh, this doesn't look good, you know? Mm-hmm. But give them credit. Give them credit for figuring out what they needed to do to get the job done there in, in Phoenix. They got one. They came back home, you know, got game two. So now they've more or less, you know, they've, you know, they've taken away home court advantage. After the, you know, after game two, and now they've, they have an opportunity now to win three games in a row. And that would, I, I think that was too much to overcome for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So I think this is fair to say that this is a must game for them. They're going to need somehow for Chris Paul to be healthy and have a ter- terrific game. You know, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, I think those guys have, this has been a great playoffs for them. But they're going to need that veteran to step up in its most critical moment. And here we are in game four. They need Mm -hmm. to get game four, game five. I thought for them to win the series, they need to be able to protect home court and give the the Lakers credit for getting game two because that was a big-time game for the Lakers. Yep. So we'll see how this plays out. I think it's going to be highly contested, very competitive. 
And uh, if there's a must game in the series, it's normally game five. It's mm-hmm. game four for the Phoenix Suns because I think it'll be over. You know, now you got you're gonna give LeBron James game, you know, three games to get one. And um, so they have to win this game if they're gonna keep their hopes alive there in the Valley of the Sun. Yeah, it was the conversation that you and I had when we talked about the Phoenix Suns. We were very excited about them uh, as a team and their potential to make a real run to the title. But, you know, the fingers crossed, knock on wood, as always, can Chris Paul stay healthy? Monty Williams, after the game, said game two, he was very sore. Uh, You could see that. I mean, there were times where he was passing up looks because, obviously, he was sore. Game three, they said he felt better, but he doesn't play down the stretch here in the fourth quarter. They basically sit him and rest him, it looks like, for game four. So, I'm hoping, I'm trying to be optimistic, BJ, that they are, that they realize that the game was out of reach, so to speak, in game three. They rested Chris Paul and they hope that he can be better and even more healthy for game four. So, yep, yep. That, that, that's the positive outlook if you're for the Phoenix Suns. And then on the flip side for the Lakers, Anthony Davis has reinvigorated himself. He looks like he's, uh, you know, back in form, so to speak. LeBron James, as you said, is getting people in the right places. And, uh, you know, this is this is what you expect from the defending champs. Um, so that, that, that's where we are in that series. And I think that game four is the real test. That's the litmus test to see how far the Suns team can go. So we're going to we're going to say this here. You know, Anthony Davis is a five. How about that? Yes. He's a five man. That's what he is. And he, and he has to be. And, 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 and right now in this series, the best five man, the best big is DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton has been <laughs> terrific. And, you know, I, I, and I, I know, and I say that because AD's playing the four for the most part. So Aiton, by default, is the best big in the series right now. He's been playing great. Yeah, and but he has to play. Anthony Davis has to play the five. Okay, he that that's what he is. And you know, I just think if Anthony Davis can get ten to fifteen minutes as a five, it's a very impactful ten to fifteen minutes because he has a clear offensive advantage. Yes. He has a clear offensive advantage. So, you know, as long as Drummond can play his 20 minutes and then you'll get that 30, you get, you know, that other 10 to 15 minutes that looks like Paul Gasol now has moved into the lineup a little bit. Then yeah, now got that 16 gives that, minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you have that extra 14, that extra 15 to 20 minutes with the flexibility to, to let uh, Anthony Davis play there. That's the advantage that they need because he is such a threat as a five, not only with his ability to catch at mid post and go around those guys, but shoot to three in the pick and pop situation. So that is an advantage for them. Anthony Davis, you know, I don't know how many minutes he played. I'm guessing he played probably like 40 minutes or so in the last exactly game. 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah uh, in the last game. And as long as he, they can continue to do that, that's a recipe for success for the Lakers. I think Anthony Davis clearly has to be a five now if they're going to have success because that's an advantage for them. It's a fascinating front court when you look at the Lakers because, you know, Montrez Harrell basically, you know, doesn't play. He's kind of out of the rotation. Marcus Gasol, as you said, is bumped up. He's playing about 15, 16 minutes a game. Uh, Drummond is their starting center. And then AD is their, you know, crunch time center, basically. So that that's how it... Uh, kind of how it all works out in LA. So we got to watch that rotation and see how that holds up. Last year, as we've talked about multiple times, I love their front court with Dwight and JaVale um, right. and obviously AD. And I think that they had that depth. Right now, I feel like they're figuring out that depth. So we we obviously have a lot to watch when it comes to that series with the Lakers and the Suns. Um, but we got to talk about the Joker, BJ, because last oh. night 
he handled business on the road. They lost game one. A lot of people were kind of writing the Denver Nuggets off, uh, you know, <laughs> as it tends to happen with game ones. We like to overreact, but usually they're the they're the oddity when you look at the series overall. But since then, the Nuggets and Jokic especially have bounced back. Last night, um, you know, the Trailblazers do what they do. They fight back in this game. They're hitting some late threes, and Jokic gets an offensive rebound to seal the game. And I think that says about, you know, who he is as a player when it comes to crunch time. And the Nuggets get a big win on the road. You know, Jokic is—he's—he's he's so interesting as a player because he's not athletic, he's not fast, he doesn't do anything quick. You know, he kind of plays at his own pace, but he plays a winning brand of basketball. And after Game One, I was really concerned about this Denver Nuggets team because I didn't like the way they were attempting to defend the screen roll because, you know, Damian Lillard was going bananas. I mean, he yes. was. He was coming off screen rolls, getting great looks. And you can't give a great player an opportunity to be great because you're going to lose more times than not. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Damian Lillard has been sensational in the first three games. And it's interesting to, you know, for them to have only won one of those games, talking about the Portland Trailblazers, right? I mean, Damian Lillard, you know, he, had, he was in the high 30s in his last game, 36 or 37 points or so. And... They seem to – it's almost like the Denver Nuggets can take their best punch and still find ways to win this game. So that's very encouraging if you're a Denver Nuggets fan. But I, I, I'm not sold that this series is over. I think the Portland Trailblazers will find a way to win one at home and even this series, and, mm. and then we'll go from there. So – you know, Damon Lillard has been great. I think they just have to make some type of adjustments. But, you know, Jokic has been great. And he's been very, very solid. Um, and, you know, they got a big, big effort from Austin uh, Rivers. I mean, Austin yes. Rivers, you know, he played big. And when shout, you, shout out to him for being ready for that moment, by the way. I mean, yeah. out of the league uh, and then comes back, steps in to replace Jamal Murray and then answers the bell, you know. And, and you know, and, and a lot of times when you're playing in the playoffs or in a one-game situation you need to get unexpected contributions i don't think anyone would have said austin rivers was going to have 20 something points right i don't think anyone was anticipating that but it it worked and uh he had a big game he had you know 21 points or so and you know he, he played he was terrific and i think that type of effort on the road in a high pressure situation um it's great to have veterans like that who are ready you know he's a he's a pro's pro and that was a big time effort. You know, the Joker is the Joker. But when you get 20 points from Austin Rivers, that's kind of that, that's a huge game. That's now yeah. you're playing winning basketball. And give Denver credit because they got the effort. And once you get the effort, you want to maximize and get the win. So that was that was a great job by the Denver Nuggets. And we'll see what game we'll see what game four holds. But I think I think overall, you know, it, it's 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 been a well played series. Uh, highly contested, very competitive, and uh, I think this will. The, I think this one will probably go seven. Yeah, and it's it's been fun. I mean, Carmelo playing his old franchise. He's had some great moments in this series, and like you said, Jokic has looked like the MVP. 
uh, has proven that he is, you know, a, a guy on that, you know, in that stratosphere. And in general, when you look at this Nuggets group, they're a championship level group. I mean, you said it to me um, when they got Aaron Gordon that this was a team that you thought could go all the way. Jamal Murray unfortunately tears his ACL, so that yep. changes things a little bit. But this group, they play like a championship level group, and the confidence that they have shows um, when they play. Another group that has a lot of confidence, BJ, that I'm fascinated in. We just saw Game Two. Donovan Mitchell came back. For the Jazz, the Jazz were able to get this win, but the Grizzlies would not go away. We got a 1-1 series going back to Memphis. John ja Moran is incredible again. He is two points shy of the record George Mikan, uh, you know, 75 points in his first two playoff games. John ja Morant's at 73 now. Um, so that says something historically about what John ja Morant's up to, but the guard guru has been on top of him the whole time. What did you see in game two, BJ, and what do you expect from the Grizzlies moving forward? Well, I, what I saw was if Tate, Frazier was an NBA player. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say it. If my, my, Frazier, mom would, my mom would be proud. She yeah, thought if, that that could happen at one yeah, point. If Tate Frazier <laughs> was an NBA player, who would he be? He would be Ja Morant. That's who okay. Tate would be. Okay, I like that. Because Tate doesn't text me or call me about any other player, <laughs> but Ja brings out the best in Tate. Right, he that's that that's who you are, and yeah, yeah. John Morant, you know, to listen, I'm, I'm, I'm this isn't me getting on the John Morant bandwagon. I when I first saw him, the very first game, I was like, oh wow, this is something a little different. Mm-hmm. And I am not surprised that John Morant is having this level of success. You know it, Tate. I picked the the Grizzlies to beat the the Warriors. This kid, John Morant, has been playing winning basketball from the moment he got into the NBA. And John mm-hmm. Morant had the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs a year ago as a rookie, yep. which to me was one of the most impressive things I've seen in a while because he's coming in as a, a, a rookie point guard and he's already contributing to winning mm-hmm. to the bottom line in this league. He goes and he plays in meaningful games in the bubble. They lose, but it's a meaningful game. You can chalk it up as a good experience. He has another playing situation here. And clearly he's learned from that experience, right? And not mm-hmm. only did he learn from that experience, it's not like he had the greatest game in game one of that yeah. playing experience. I forgot who they played. I can't remember who they played. It was the Trailblazers, San right? San Antonio. Or, or San, San Antonio. Antonio. San. Yeah, yeah. And then he bounces back a couple of days later and has the greatest game, which if there's going to be a signature game for John Morant's career, we're all going to point back to that game. He goes on the road, goes head-to-head with Steph Curry mm-hmm. in San Francisco and gets mm-hmm. a win. And then if, if, you, if that's not enough, he follows that up a couple of days later in Utah <laughs> yeah. and wins game one. Now, mm-hmm. this kid is for real. Let's stop saying, oh, who is John Morant? No, John Morant is here. Ladies and gentlemen, he's here. And he's going to be here a while as long as he's healthy. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's going to get better and better and better and better. He's a real problem. Okay? And just, in, just to let you know that he's a real problem, he follows up that game one win <laughs> with an incredible game in game two. Right? I know you know the numbers, so I'm going to let you tell the numbers. What's the numbers there, Tate? Yeah, 47 and 43 minutes, four rebounds, seven assists, uh, you know, 15 and 26 from the field. Okay. On the road versus the Utah Jazz. And and it's not like he's coming to the game and they're saying, we don't know John Moran is there. (laughs) Okay. So now we have a star. 
Not a star in the making. We have a star. They're trying to deny him the ball to bring it up the floor just so he doesn't have the ball in his hand. It, yeah. it don't matter. He's a star now. Now and now, mm-hmm. okay. So now we're gonna get down to to the grind center down there in Memphis. <laughs> and if if Utah, Utah, they 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 better be ready. Okay, this is not gonna be easy. I think Utah has played well. You got to say you got to pick them because they had the best record in the in the league. They got the number one seed, but this is not going to be easy, mm-hmm. okay? Because John Morant could be making his own history right now. Yeah, this is what great players do. And right now, I'm a little concerned because he's beginning to put a string of games together in its biggest moments. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the and bench it- is going to play a little better at home. Yep, the crowd exactly. is going to be in the building. The, the coaches are going to shorten their bench on the road. So this is going to be a tough game. Okay. I, I, I'm going to say this. Whoever wins game, what is it? What is this? Game four? Game three. Game, game three. three? Yeah, this is game three. We'll probably win this series. Yep. Okay. Utah can't go down 2-1 because they, before they get back to Utah, they can be down 3-1. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Utah, whoever wins this game will probably win this series. And these playoffs are taking on weird personalities because this is, it's, normally I don't say must games in game three or game four, but this is a must game for these teams because you're talking about confidence. You don't yeah, know you the could, confidence of these teams right now. You, you could see how much Donovan Mitchell was trying to bring up that confidence level on this Utah this, Jazz team. And the Grizzlies would not go away, BJ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, it, never, they never let them enjoy the moment of being up. That's what I'm saying. You, you, I mean, guy scores 47 <laughs> on you. It's not like you feel like, whew. you're like, he's got 47 on the road. Yep. In that altitude. Mm-hmm. And he going back home. <laughs> yes. And 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 they they played. I mean, let, let's just be honest about. it. I mean, Dylan Brooks was out of the game, you know, early. He got two fouls early. This is what I'm saying. They they they, they did a lot to make sure the Jazz. Like the Jazz got got a lot of Take, things that were that were home favor that, that you will not see in Memphis. I'm gonna leave the referees alone. I don't. We don't want to get fined here. We don't want to get fined. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. You're you right. Know? You're right. You're right. Commissioner Silver, please ignore that. Leave us alone. Leave us yeah, alone. Leave, leave right. Tate alone. He's young. He don't understand. We're going to leave the officials alone. But I'm just going to say this. Bill Street's going to be rocking. <laughs> the people are going to be going crazy down there. And this is a critical game for both teams. Because if Memphis can win this game, mm-hmm. game four is going to be a must. Yep. Okay? Because yep. they going to smell... They're going to smell it a little bit. They're going to smell a little blood, and they're going to say, okay, we can get this. But Utah better get a hold of this team right now before they get more confident because this is a very confident group. Their best player is playing his best basketball, and this is a very tricky situation for the Utah Jazz. Yes, exactly. Okay? I can't wait for game four. I think they play tomorrow. Yep, Uh, Saturday. Saturday. They play tomorrow, so – you know, this is going to be a great weekend. We got some great games. Can we can we touch on our Knicks a little bit? Just our, yeah, like, that was my we, that was my final note. We okay, got to talk about the New York. Yeah, we got to talk about our Knicks. Can we talk about our Knicks? You know, Lindsey is a huge Knicks fan, so let's <laughs> talk about. The I think I am too, BJ. Because oh, man, uh, how could you not the, be a Knicks? Yeah, the New York Knicks have become uh, America's basketball team. Uh, I know we say that about the Cowboys; they're America's football team. I think the Knicks are America's basketball team right now because they have such great storylines. Game one, uh, you lose a heartbreaker. Trey Young, of course, silences uh, MSG. 
MSG. MSG responds by chanting, "He's bald," uh, as you'd expect. You know, this is this is the world we live in. BJ just just viral attacks on each other. But the basketball itself was beautiful. Uh, I know we got the fan stuff. Let's forget all that. Let's just talk about the basketball that happened uh, in MSG. Derrick Rose starts the second half. Uh, the crunch time five of Reggie Bull, my guy Reggie Bullock, BJ hit right. some big shots in this right. game. Uh, Julius Randle, it was good to see him come to life in this second half. Uh, and then Derrick Rose closes out this game. Um, it has uh, a great performance. He had a great post game interview. You could see how many people were excited for him. But uh, the New York Knicks had energy, BJ. They celebrated like they won the championship after the game. I mean, I've never seen anything quite like well, it. It's good to have fans back. Well, the Knicks fans have been terrific. And, and, and I, I, I don't want to take anything for granted. If there's anything that we should be appreciative of, especially during this pandemic is, you know, we've all been kind of living mm-hmm. in our form of isolation for yeah. better or for worse. And it's amazing to see because it's not like the Knicks franchise haven't had haven't had success or experienced success. I mean, they've won what a couple championships there. Yep. You know, they've had great players there. I mean, it's it's the Mecca for crying out loud. <laughs> but that game one, I was so fired up watching the game. Yes, exactly. Because I mean, the Knicks fans, that's what it's not even a full house. It sounded amazing to me. It looked amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. The crowd, everyone that was at the game, they, they, you know, okay, it would have been fantastic. It, it's almost, I feel like it would have been unfair if the Knicks would have won game one because it was such an incredible <laughs> crowd. Like the visual of, of what that was, maybe my volume was just turned up loud. But it no, but sounded it, incredible, right? It's it just, true. And then every player in the league, LeBron James, they're all saying, I wish I could be playing in right, MSG right, right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, like you know, I, I was like, wow, this is look great. So I want to shout out the New York Knicks fans. Yeah, that was, for sure. When you say you, you set an example. That's a basketball crowd. Yeah, that, 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 that was great to see. And you just want to have the fans have a great time. The players love it and appreciate it. Because, you know, there's over the last couple of days, there's been a lot of nonsense, right? You know, what's been going on? A lot on. of nonsense. I, I don't even yeah. want to say what happened. You know, you guys can get your news somewhere else. Yep. You know, but everything that, you know, that we saw there, you can see the potential of the relationship. And and, and when you say a sixth a six man, that was, a, that was like, that was incredible. Like, yeah. You know, everyone was going crazy. I mean, you just, it, it was like, it was like, I didn't want to hear the announcers. I just wanted to keep the fans, yeah. you know, like when, when they would score, I was getting fired up. Yeah. It, it was, it was great. Game two, same energy. And I can't wait for the nice game. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up because you know what? Atlanta, Trey Young was terrific in game one. He was, he was. Great coaching. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it's like you know, like I, shout I, out I to Nate McMillan. Yeah, yeah, Nate McMillan is great. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah. just, I'm so excited because I recognize the game, you know, and you know, the only thing that I didn't recognize is when you said MSG. I was like, who in the hell is MSG? You said MSG, <laughs> as if like it's like the internet. Like, who is the internet? Like, you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> so listening to you refer to MSG and like 
third person or whatever that was that yeah, was funny yeah. to me i like to think i like to think madison square garden is his own character you know yeah yeah so i get it i, I I'm, I'm catching on i'm a little i'm, I'm a little <laughs> slow but you see, you refer to msg as its own like <laughs> like msg was upset yeah, M- like <laughs> msg's here yeah 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 I, I was i was like when the hell is msg but uh, other than that it's great i think it's gonna be a great game yep um i think this is Look, you know, I think both teams are going to come out fired up. You know, you know, our guy Tibbs is going to bring it. Uh, you know, I'm looking. I'm. I, I will say this. The one thing I'm looking for, I, I think Julius Randle is going to play better on the road than he did at home. I I, I would agree with that. I, I think Spike Lee kind of you know hitting him on the chest saying you got to carry it. I mean that that's a big moment. It's a big stage. It's a lot to ask and I I almost feel relief for him to be able to play kind of freeing on the road. Yeah, I, I, think, I like yeah. I like that I, I feel the same I way. I think he's going to play better on the road. So Yeah. I think if Julius Randle can settle back in to the Julius Randle we saw during the regular season. I know it's a yep. playoffs. Get in his pockets, get in his spots. Get to, get to his space, get yep. do it. I think it increases the Knicks chances. And the Knicks had a chance to win both games, you know, in game one and game two. And they won game two, but they had a chance. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, Julius Randle will play better. I think the team will settle down now a little bit because that 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 garden crowd, that's that that, that was great. <laughs> I mean, if you want to know what a crowd is supposed to look like, they should yeah. just film that. If you want to know how to cheer for your team, you, you should just watch that game. That that mm-hmm. was that was one of the best things I've seen this year. But I think in my career, that was one of the best, you know, that was one of the best fans. And I'm not really, I was never into that as a player, but I was like, <laughs> wow, that that, that that was pretty cool, actually. I, I thought it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And uh, shout out to the Knicks fans. I mean, they just, they were dancing in the streets. I mean, it, it was, yeah. it, it, it was, it was incredible. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's all led by Spike Lee in my mind, and uh, you know it's basketball fans that get basketball that know how to react to, to basketball plays, uh, and then they got to celebrate because they got the W again. They were down twelve points with five minutes to go in the third quarter. I know it's an NBA game; things change quickly, but the Knicks really turned it on uh, in crunch time, and I hope that confidence kind of builds over into these next games, and uh, they're able to get one on. The you know, I, I was as I was watching that game, I couldn't help but think this. Just a thought. You and I, you and I are gonna try to manifest this here. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. putting you into it. You may not agree, but I'm, I'm in gonna, it. I'm in it. What would it be like if the Nets and the Knicks played in the playoffs? <laughs> I mean, just think about that. <laughs> I mean, just think about that. I, I, mean, I think I think New York City. I, I think they they shut it down. Because oh I, man! I, I, no, I, I was thinking about that. I was just thinking about that. Can you imagine? I would okay, not want to be on the We saw what the crowd was like with the Atlanta Hawks in the yeah, I, That's what I'm saying. I would not want to be on the Can you imagine Kevin Durant, James Ooh. Harden, Kyrie Ooh. Irving Ooh. in Madison Square Garden like Ooh. in game five? Can Ooh. you just imagine? Like, <laughs> like, that's all I kept thinking. I was like, can you imagine I, what that would... What, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm allowed to dream a little bit, right? I, I'm not yeah. too old, right? That would I, be... It might be better than it might be better than Clippers Lakers Staples Center, you know what oh, I mean? Oh no, no, without question. Yeah, without question. I mean, it, uh, if you're on the Nets, that is your that's your nightmare. You don't want that. Like I want Nick, Nets Knicks in Madison Square Garden Game Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Take 
think. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking was, man, that would be that would be unbelievable. That and would the, be unbelievable. You, you know what the crazy part is, BJ, and I hate to say this, but uh, you know, if they were to play, when they play in Brooklyn, the Knicks fans will go to Brooklyn. They're not yeah, afraid yeah, to. Yeah. They're oh, not no, afraid to go no. across the bridge. No, yeah. oh <laughs> no, they're gonna be loud in Barclays too. <laughs> say what you want to say. That's a Knicks town, man. Exactly. That's a Knicks. They go take say. over Barclays. That, that's on, just man. like their away arena. Come you on, know what man. I mean? They're just Come like, on, we'll go man. take over Barclays. Come on, man. That, that, that's all I could think. I was like, God, man, this is like hype. I would love to see the Knicks and the Nets in the playoffs. Yeah. I would love to. See, I mean, you talk about good for basketball, man. That would be good. That would be good. It'd be good for, good for New York. That'd City. be good for my soul yeah. right now. It'd be good that for was, everybody. You yeah. know, I mean, that would that would just. That, that that would just be, oh man, that that that'd be one of the that would be one of the best things ever. And, and if you're the Knicks, I mean, you go into that series, you're playing with house money. I mean, on, you know, you're expected on, to get swept, yeah. so like you might as well have fun with it. All right, well, back to reality. We got <laughs> Knicks, Atlanta. We got the yeah. Celtics, Nets. Yeah, but we're allowed to dream here a little bit. We got it. We got a dream. We got a dream. Uh, yeah. One last thing, BJ. Can we hit on the 76ers uh, before Midas gets mad at us? Because oh, I, I want to yeah. point out, I think the Philadelphia, uh, they're looking like the one seed right now. Utah, not so much on the other side of things. They got a real battle going on with the Grizzlies. But shout out to the Sixers for handling their business. That's what I want to say, first and foremost. Yeah, they are. I And, and, and again... You know, the, the game and how well the Sixers are playing has been overshadowed what happened off the court, right? Yep, yep, <laughs> unfortunately. With, yep. Unfortunately, right? And there's no reflection of the players. But we have to have safety, and we have to be respectful to one another. And that is, that's very important. In saying that, the Sixers have been playing great, and they certainly look like the better team as we thought coming into this series, give them credit for playing well and, 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 you know, and handling their business. But, mm. but, <laughs> you know, I think the, the Washington Wizards will get a game here. You know, let, I'm going to see if Russell, you know, I don't know if, what, what his health situation currently is, but if he can play, which I know he's going to give everything he can, I think they get one game in this series. And you don't want to lose any momentum. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that crowd base in, in Washington is going to be a little, they're going to be a little ruckus, right? You know, you know yep. how it is. Yep. Yep. You know, like EPMD would say, smack me and I'm going to smack you back, you know? Yeah. So expect everyone, expect cooler heads to prevail. But I think it's going to be tough. I think the crowd is going to be tough there. And the Sixers are going to have to really play a full 48 minutes to win this game mm -hmm. if they're going to win. So I think this is, you know, this has a chance to really all of a sudden the Wizards, I've seen series, all of a sudden you'll have something that goes on off the court and it serves as an inspiration and it can turn the tide. Yep. Because you can't make, you can't make right out of that situation that happened. Mm -hmm. you, you, there, there's, I accidentally dropped it. You can't make right out of that situation. But that's a situation where also we can look back and say that was the turning point in this series. Yeah, I, I will say the good news, uh, Westbrook looked like he was, you know, not feeling so great as he was walking to the locker room there. But once that guy did that, he was right. I was like, I was like, there comes I was like, Westbrook looks healthy now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, y'all just woke up the bear. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he wasn't looking good. They and, uh, that that's what him. I'm saying. So, you know, uh, that, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. So. Uh, well, we got good playoff basketball, BJ. And uh, that's I think that's what we both wanted. Um, it's real. It, it, like you said. It's playoff basketball that makes sense. It looks normal. Uh, it's familiar. You, you, it looks like the basketball that we both understand and, and enjoy. So that is far from what we saw at the bubble at times. Uh, the bubble was obviously a separate situation, but I'm excited to be back um, this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, holiday weekend, a lot of good basketball on TV. So I hope everyone enjoys it. I hope everyone tunes in, and we'll be back next week, next Tuesday, to break it all down. Uh, BJ, anything else before we get out of here? Winning water, my good friend Tate. We got to make waves. We'll see you next week.